This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. All right, and we are here. Lorena, welcome back to Seeing Other People. Hello. Thank you so much for having me back. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Lorena and I am a part of the Funny Girl podcast. So what's up? You are the Funny Girl podcast. I know. I have to get used to that. It's so weird. I still use we and it's just me. I'm like, we're back with another episode. And I'm like, "Uh, it's just me, but I'm going to keep saying we. I have to get used to it. You and me are are a part of a very small club of people who had co-hosts and then no longer had co-hosts. So <laughs> exactly. I completely feel you on the we to the me sitch. It's so Little funny. I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's nice. Like it's nice to just kind of like say whatever the hell is on my mind. Sometimes I'm like, just filter totally. that a little bit. <laughs> I know, right? Like maybe not, maybe. Um, you're also in a very small club of people who have come back on seeing other people. Which is honestly like an honor. (laughs) I couldn't be more excited to have you because we've talked about doing this episode for a long time. And for a while, we were maybe going to do it. It was going to be unfiltered. We were maybe going to change your voice so that people wouldn't recognize that it was you since you've been on the show. Um, That people we know in common since we grew up together, went to college together, wouldn't recognize. But now you're here and we're doing this, doing this in every way in real time we're open to the world you see my face and my voice so there's no hiding behind a voice filter anymore (laughs) exactly and I'm just everyone will will get into it but I'm really proud of you um thanks so I'd love to hear in your own words what you are here to talk about today yeah so I think uh, a lot's changed since the last time I was a guest on the uh, podcast but a big thing that I really kind of had to work on my own. And it was, I think, a situation where coming on the podcast, I almost felt like for myself specifically, it would have been a little bit of a disservice to my identity to have done a voice filter or kind of changed who I am. Because in that own 
in that world, it makes me realize like I am kind of hiding a little bit still. Um, but in the past few years, I've realized, I think I've always known it, but I realized it like in the past few years, just kind of coming to terms with it and like learning a lot more about myself, especially in the dating world, that I actually, I am indeed queer. So that has been, Alana, Alana's known this for a while now, but a lot of people- You uh, are? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's what we're what? here to talk about. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about more about the date when you went to a funeral. <laughs> oh my gosh. We'll never forget that. That's like a quintessential like Lorena story. But yeah, yeah so something something that you may not know about me, people did not do not know about me, especially a lot of people growing up if they're listening to this, is that just in the past year or two years, I've really come out to a lot of the people closest to me. Um, so yeah, I would say I, I say I always knew a little bit like deep down that there was something else kind of missing in terms of when I was dating prominently men for a really long time. And it's not that they took me on funeral dates that I was like, maybe enough of men, let's switch to another team. But I just kind of realized that there was a big part of me missing in terms of like, how I felt when I was on dates, like relationships, like sexual compatibility and things like that. So yeah, I've, I've really like come out of my shell. Like I technically identify as pansexual for people if they know the specific terminology. Um, Can you explain what that means for those who are yeah, less familiar? Of course. So pansexual, being pansexual, I think like it's, it's almost similar ish to being bisexual, but I'm not just attracted to like men or women. Like I have more of a broad spectrum. Like I've dated people that are non-binary. I've dated men, I've dated women. Like it's for me, I'm more drawn to someone based off of like an emotional connection um, and it's something that it like took time to really realize and learn about myself. And I also struggle a little bit with labels because I think when you kind of label yourself, and this is my own experience, I know everyone else has different opinions on this, but when I felt like I was trying to label myself, it almost put me in more of like, you know, it's just stressed me out a little bit more because it made me feel like I had to like almost choose like who is Lorena? Like what name, what do I have to like identify as to make other people feel more comfortable so that they could put me in a specific box. But I think like mm -hmm. for what I say is like right now with where I'm at in my life, like I consider myself pansexual just because in the last uh, few years and things like that, like I've dated people of different sexual orientations and it's not just like where people kind of consider being bisexual. It's just like just a man or just a woman, things like that. Like I've dated kind of more um, open, like more the whole entire spectrum. So that was a really awesome thing for me to learn because I think growing up in an area that we grew up in, it's very, I feel like I didn't know any other way. Like, I think I just like grew up being like, oh, cool. Like I'm supposed to have like a boyfriend who hopefully is on some cool sports team so I can wear his jersey and like be <laughs> fucking dope and things like that. But then eventually that person that you date who is on a sports team takes you on funeral dates. So like in theory, like I probably needed to really reevaluate that. But yeah, it's been really, um, it's been really beautiful, but it's definitely been difficult for me because I think when I didn't realize it, but at a very young age, I was really judging myself and I was really judging, um, just like, I don't know. I think I just like was struggling with it. I was like, I is this really who you are? I should have known that I was queer when in high school I was taking like, there's a lot of online quizzes, like, am I gay tests? So like if you go on Google and you literally search up like, am I gay? I'm like answering all these questions, specifically answering the questions so that I made sure I was straight. This was when I was like 14. And I was like, yeah, like, oh, duh. Like I took a test and I'm like, definitely straight. So like, I'm fine. And I look back and I was like, bitch, you were gay the second that you opened up that like browser and you looked that up. You know what I mean? <laughs>
you are not the person the first person who has said this and said really? to me that they were googling like when they were in middle school high school am i gay yeah yeah like i think it's a i, I joked about this i made like a stupid tiktok about it being like that was the telltale sign that even if you're if you're questioning that and struggling that like i'm not trying to tell someone like you're definitely gay if you do that but there's tendencies and things like that where if you're even thinking in that way like it has to come up but i feel like i was felt like i was just surrounded by such a like for lack of a better term like a hetero environment where it didn't totally. feel like it would have been received well and i definitely struggled a lot in high school with like kind of like caring what people think and like people pleasing and even when in college i still kind of felt like i really i let other people define me and it's like, if they put me in a certain box or told me who I was, I was like, shit, they're right. You know? So to be right. able to now like have that freedom and be like, okay, I, I'm just like much more confident with where I'm at today. But even when I was on the, when me and Helena did the first, uh, when we did the first episode with you a while back, like I had known then like Helena knew like, and everyone like that was really, really close to me knew, but I was struggling to tell some of the most like important people in my life. Cause I felt like once they knew it was out there for good and yeah, I don't know. It was scary. Like just a few months ago, probably like two months ago now, I came out to my parents. I flew back to New York and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I told both of my parents. And I think once I did that and like a few of my friends that I like had self, like I was judging myself. So I like assumed and projected onto them that they were going to judge me. So yeah. I like made up all this stuff in my head that it was going to be received so poorly. And everyone has been like extremely open and like, they're just like, if you're happy, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think like, if you're feeling confident about this and you've met people that you really like, I think I just wanted to be sure myself before I started to kind of tell people. Um, but it's just funny. Cause like, you always hear those like microaggressions. Like I have, like when I was at, in college, I have a lot of there was a few friends of mine that would like make small comments about like queer people mm -hmm. or, um, what it's like to date or like how it's like cool now it's like a fad now it's like be gay and a few of my like a few people I know like when I moved out to LA there were just comments that it's like classic like moves to LA probably gonna be gay and I was like fuck like how do they just like completely like pinpoint what's happening for me because I've always known before I moved out here I think there's just a different level of openness with the community I've built myself around out yeah. here because I have friends that are in obviously like all sexual orientations, like ide different identities, like different genders, things like that. But it just really was something I struggled with when I was younger. So to be able to come out to my parents and like let them know, it felt like a fresh of breath air. Um, I joked about this on an episode of my podcast, the one where I like kind of returned solo. And I was like, yeah, I would rate, I would have rated the coming out like a C plus, like could have been worse, <laughs> could have been a lot better. <laughs> But I think it's just like giving them grace and knowing like they have such a vision for you as a kid to like walk down the aisle with like a guy and have the baby and do the thing. And I still want all those things. I still want marriage and I still want kids, but it's like, it might just look different than what I might've envisioned for myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that's definitely been hard. <laughs> I, first of all, I mean, I'm, I'm so proud of you and, and I know you're proud of yourself and you've come such a long way and I, this is, hopefully the beginning of a new beautiful chapter of self-acceptance. Um, I think one interesting thing with telling your parents or anyone telling their parents in general is you obviously never know how it's going to go and you predict and go over a million scenarios. You can think of the best case and the worst case and you want it to land 
closer to the best case, but you really yeah. don't know. And I think the tough part about it is that you've had time to process it and be at peace with it and be happy and accepting. And more often than not, they also will get there if they're not right. automatically there. It's not this beautiful moment of like, we love you. We accept you for who you are. Like, obviously that's the goal, but at the same time, I understand same similarly to what you just said, like they had this vision and I'm sure they came around and are being so supportive, but it also, it's understandable that they could have needed time to process. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? It is so normal, but it's not talked about and it makes all of us going through it feel really alone and frustrated. And I'm one of those women and I have been so self-conscious about my hair thinning and shedding for so long. That is why I'm eternally grateful that I found Nutrafol last year. And honestly, I wish I had tried it sooner. When my team asked me recently if I wanted to team up with Nutrafol, I have never said yes to something faster. Nutrafol has become a part of my routine that I can't live without because of how much it's helped me and I truly could not recommend it more highly. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And it is so easy to start your hair journey. You can take the hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root cause. Because everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth doesn't cut it. That's why Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow throughout different stages, as well as for different lifestyles like plant-based diets. And I know, I know, it can be hard to commit long-term to doing something every single day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription required, free shipping, and automatic delivery ensures that you'll never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. If I can do it, so can you. It's kind of funny that I'm recording this right now as I'm literally about to go get a haircut because my hair is probably the longest it's ever been right now and my hair never used to grow. But now it does and it's really all thanks to Nutrafol. Plus, I am so grateful to be going into my wedding feeling confident about my hair and that is definitely not something I expected to be able to say before starting Nutrafol. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners a $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters 
are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people, listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat, but honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 and use code seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. That's code seeingotherpeople50 at factormeals.com slash seeingotherpeople50 to get 50% off. Right, exactly. And I think it's just coming from like, I come from an old fashioned Italian family. Like I think there's just very specific unspoken rules, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I've always, yeah, exactly. And I've always like it really, I've always really like known deep, deep down, like I'd always do those small little things like Googling shit or like even on like when I was living in New York on Bumble, I like put it to everyone like overnight. And this is actually a funny story. I don't think I've ever told you this. So I, I won't say who it was, obviously. But basically, I was like, I was like, could I be? I don't know. So I literally am like in my apartment in Manhattan. This is like a year out of college. And I put my dating apps to women only just for like five hours. And I'm like, let's just like see uh-huh. the vibes. The next day, my really good friend texts me. And a lot of people in college call me Sacchetti, as Alana knows. It's my last name. They just like classic last name, college fratty vibes. My friend texted me. and was like, hey, Sacchetti, like, hope you're doing well. Like, I, you know, I just haven't spoken to you in hot sec. Just want to let you know. My friend just told me they saw you on Bumble <laughs> and oh they God. are asking if you're gay. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm gay. And now I already have to start to tell, like possibly explain to someone in my friend group or someone that I know that like, I, like 
to be determined, like TBD. You right. know what I mean? And like, I'll report I, back. We'll circle back. Yeah. I'll circle back months. on this meeting with you. And yeah, give me six months to evaluate the situation and we will be good to go. You know? And it's like, I'm so proud of being gay. And like, I'm like, so thrilled about it. I think like, I don't know. I just think I'm really happy that I have, like, I've met some amazing people and gone on some amazing dates and just like learned so much about myself. And I feel like there's just that freedom. So it's, it was never like I was like, upset or angry or in denial of being gay I think I just like didn't let myself go there so it's just interesting especially at a place like when I went to Syracuse I just feel like I don't know I I happened to be surrounded like I was in Greek life and stuff but I specifically was surrounded by a lot of people that were just like in you know very like straight couples and it was just like oh my god these guys are so hot like just like very like I think I just like kind of push myself into that and I never let myself think otherwise so then to kind of have time go on and look back I'm like that's just so funny like I look I look back at things I say or did or experienced on dates and I'm like girl like what were you doing like you were clearly like you're clearly on both teams here you know what I mean yeah (laughs) I I think it's interesting what you said about like being in Greek life and, and that culture and just opting to like go with the flow of like yeah these guys are so hot like let's dance floor make out with rap guys like going <laughs> it, it must be so freeing now to not have to push this narrative down your own throat and convince yourself like oh well this is just easier you know this is right. the easier path because now you get to not only be who you are but you get to celebrate who you are and experience who you are in the way that you want instead of in the way that you thought society wanted you to be or just seemed like this is the right thing to do in this time in my life because it's what's expected of me and why rock the boat. Exactly. And I think it really goes back to like family stuff. Like I think when you're a kid, like you just, you only know what you know and you know what you hear around you and what you see. And like, I don't, I, in my personal family, cousins, aunts, uncles, things like that, there are no uh, queer or like people that are out or queer like that I know of obviously. So like my mom and dad, like, they've never had an experience where someone's like come out to them. So I think when I was growing up, it just like, didn't even compute that that was like an option. Like it, it took me until like middle school being confused myself, but then like high school and college where I started like really like having a community and meeting more people and like, like just like learning about like the different forms of identity that people like, you know, identify themselves as that I was like, okay, wait, like maybe this is more comfortable for me. Like maybe this is more like what I, like know myself as and something that I've kind of also recently gone through, like yet again, since the last time that I was on the podcast was just due to some kind of like health stuff and things like that. I I'm now sober. So I don't like, I used to be the party girl of the fucking century, like going out like four to five nights out of the week, like in college and after, like I was the ringleader and like shock girl as people would identify me as. So I think, um, without realizing it, I was almost kind of turning to drinking or like smoking weed as kind of a, like a form of an outlet. And I was just like going through life kind of on autopilot. So when life really hit me hard a few months ago, and I just had to go through some health stuff and become sober, that became a form of my identity as well. And realizing like, it's like people joke about it, like you, you become sober, and then there's like emotional sobriety that hits you after where you realize you have to deal with all the stuff that you weren't dealing with, and you were coping with poorly. So I think that's really when I came to terms with like how much I was just 
putting under the rug and how much I was just kind of like putting myself down subconsciously. And it's like, you need to celebrate who you are at the end of the day. And so that's really, I think when I got sober, it was a few months later that I really found that confidence to tell my parents, because I'm like, this isn't like, I'm not questioning anymore. You know, I've known for years, but I feel good enough to let the people know closest to me. Like I might bring someone other than like a straight man home. And like you, you either have to be okay with that, or if you're not, or you need time, like I respect that, but I'm not going to allow for someone to shame me or make me feel bad for their own comfort, you know? So I got lucky that all my friends were like, fucking great. Like that's like, if you're happy, I can girl, imagine like, I your think- friends re- reacting in like the best way, like being like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, yeah, love you the Some same. Of them- like, let's <laughs> go celebrate it. <laughs> Some of them are also like, "Could I maybe be like?" Literally, I swear, it just like opens up a whole conversation where they're like, "Oh, I never thought of it that way." Like, not just my friends from home, like just like a mix of people. And yeah. it was also nice being out here because this is like a literal TV show thing. I I've talked about this on the podcast also, but I joined a queer kickball league out here. Um, and I have a few we have mutual did. friends that I was like, let me do like exact like L word vibes, like just do like find a big community of people that are all queer and fucking dope as shit. And just like, be around people that kind of like, hopefully meet someone, you know what I mean? And just like be out there and meet people. But we we started a, our a friend of mine, Cassidy started um, a kickball league and like kind of reached out to different people or like, are you interested in doing it? And I was like, hell fucking yeah, like this would be perfect. So there was like two seasons of it. The first season, our team name was Die Kick, which like I find hilarious. I'm like, that is ridiculous. But then the second season, I proud to say that I came up with the name. I like, I'm so annoying about how often I brag about this, but we, I came up with the team name and it's we were t- called clitorference. So oh in God. doing that, I'm I know. <laughs> in doing that though, I'm, I started like meeting more people through that. And I had gone on a few dates like in there, you know, through like meeting people in other teams, like kind of learning more about people on my team's dating experiences and kind of just like being able to really like come into my own. So it's just like, having that community, I think it goes such a long way. And I don't know if, if there are people that are listening that are like, not a hundred percent sure, or like might think that ne- never let them think that in that way. Or like, or like, no, I'm definitely straight. Like I support you no matter where you're at. Like you, like you should accept you for who you are. But I think if you're ever questioning it, like know that there is such a big community of people, no matter where you really are. Like there are groups and like clubs and bars and sports teams and things like that, that it's like, it's really celebrated and you meet the most amazing people that way. And like, if you told me 10 years ago, I was here, I'd be like, holy shit, like, who am I? <laughs> and and I imagine those communities are so welcoming too, because m- almost most, if not all of those people also ha- felt, you know, probably scared and a little confused and wondering like, well, I don't know anyone else like me, or I haven't talked to anyone else like me. I didn't expect this to happen. Like, who do I talk to? Who do I learn from? So right. I'm sure everyone else has been there. And I think that's like one of the most beautiful things about the queer community is how supportive everyone is about each other. And it's like, it's literally this club that like anyone is welcome into. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It is honestly great. Like, yeah. And I think I always have, there's like a a stigma and yet again, maybe this is my own opinion, but I think there's a stigma when you're in um, like a queer community, like being like pan slash bi, 
Like, I think when, if there's a group of lesbians or like one or two lesbians, like there's always like the joke where if like you're bi, it's a little bit like, oof, red flag. Cause it's like what, it's like, oh, are you going to go back to dating like a fucking like straight guy? You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I think I always get a little weird about that. Cause, um, I, I feel comfortable dating both people. Like I actually yeah. have a date tonight with a guy, you know, and like, hinge shout out to hinge thank you for this match i am very grateful for you because i literally like every time i'm on dating apps i like i want to delete them immediately but i've been able to like the past few months i've been prominently on like not straight men and so then i'm going on a date tonight with a guy but it's like i never want to feel weird about telling like my queer friends that i'm going on a date with a guy and i never want to feel like on dates with men that i ever would have to like omit or hide the fact that like i date women and people of all different identities as well you know what i mean that's what I was going to ask. Have you had those conversations on dates with guys saying, Hey, I'm like, I'm bisexual. I date women. I date all types of people. I do. I think it, it really, it's, it's, if it comes up type of thing, like I'm not, I'm never like hiding it by any means, but I think it's almost like if I'm going on a first date with someone and I know like 15, 20 minutes into the date, like I'm not really feeling it. And I don't, um, I don't really see it going somewhere. Like, I, I don't know if we I get to the conversations where we talk about more in-depth things, but like if it's ever asked upon me, like I'll say like on my, on my, on my dating apps, it says like bye on it. So like they will usually know, okay. but before yeah. I was out to a lot of, before I was out to like my parents and my friends, like two years ago, I was dating this guy that I met through a mutual friend and we were really good friends first. Like, and then we started dating. And for me, it was like off the bat kind of like, Hey, just letting you know, like I'm, I'm queer, you know, and, um, I just like thought I'd let you know that because I know we're dating each other. And it's also like, if they care, that's in my opinion, weird. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah. if that changes how you feel about me, then you must have a weird, uh, point of view on people that are queer, which I wouldn't want to date it's, someone exactly. who's closed minded. It's your own type of filtering system. You know, if that's not okay with them, then they're not the type of person for you. Exactly. And I think like, it's a part of my identity. Like my name's Lorena. I'm a girl. I'm 20, you know, like I'm like in my twenties, blah, blah, like I'm queer. It's like, just like, it just feels like a normal bullet point to me now where it's like on a first date, I bring it up off the bat. I think it's more just when I know I don't want to even see someone again, I'm just kind of like, it's just like not telling them like your favorite hobbies and like what you like to do. Right. And like, I have a dog named Rigatoni. Like, I just don't like, I just get, it becomes very surface level and I'm like, all right, like it's fine. But it is very big for who I am. So I do mention it like pretty much every time I go on a date. I want to, I want to ask about something on this topic. Um, how, what would you say, you know, to somebody who is straight, who would not want to date someone because they're bi. So context, I posted a see them versus see other people poll on Instagram a few weeks ago. And it was, and it was the one that someone submitted and it was they're bisexual and the options are see them or see other people. And it was 54% see them and 46% see other people. So it's pretty wow. close to a 50, 50 split, which was really surprising to see. And a few people actually DM me being like, that is so shocking. And I can't believe that like, that's the case. And I'm curious your thoughts on it. But one thought that came to my mind, and I've heard people express this before is that, you know, when you are a straight woman and you're dating a straight man or vice versa, like for me, if I was dating a straight guy and he was hanging out with his girlfriends, I'd, I'd be a little nervous, you know, I'd be like, well, what if he like hits it off with one of them? What if he ha like is attracted to one of them and decides he likes them more than me? 
but hanging out with their guy friends, that was always safe for me. And usually I feel like for the most part, the guys I was dating, like had mostly only spent time with their guy friends. And I think right, right. in that case, it would cause me so much more anxiety where I'd always be questioning, like if they're going out to dinner with a guy friend, well, right. are they going out to dinner? Are they, is this like kind of a date? Like what's the situation here? And so that's, I mean, that's really the only thing I can think of as like a, what would lead a people deterrent, to not maybe. Want, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Cause I know it so, would cause me stress. I wish you guys understood how many compliments I've been getting on my skin lately. And I know that sounds so weird to say, but hear me out. Like not just my face, but my entire body. Whenever it happens, I'm so proud and excited to tell them every single detail about it because I'm actually sticking to a skincare routine with products that make me feel so good. And I want you all to feel as good in your skin as I do, especially when you're going on dates and meeting new people. I've been using Oak Essentials, which is a line of luxurious, incredible products that actually work, especially if you're trying to achieve that natural no makeup look. Oak Essentials is by the Jenny Kane team, which means that we know their products are top of the line with the highest quality ingredients that will make you feel incredible. Okay, let's talk about the routine. I feel like things have gotten out of hand with everyone feeling like they need 27 different serums and moisturizers for their routine and to have different morning and night things when really all you need is one or two products that are really high quality, good for you, and will make an impact. So what I've been using is the Moisture Rich Bomb from Oak Essentials. It supports collagen production and delivers hydration, leaving this gorgeous luminous glow. I use a little bit in the morning and a little bit more at night, and it has changed the way that my skin looks, feels, and glows. Not to mention, I feel so much more confident not wearing makeup, which also saves me time and money, so it's an all-around win. I'm calling it 2024 is the year of the natural head-to-toe glow. My followers will get 15% off their first order when they use code seeing other people at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com, promo code seeing other people. Go ahead and treat yourself at oakessentials.com. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Yeah. And I, and I totally understand that. And I think like, like I was saying earlier, everyone has a very different point of view on it. And like everything that I'm saying, obviously in this episode is just from my personal experience. Like I, I'm not here to like put people down if, if it's not for them and it doesn't make them comfortable. Um, it's funny actually, cause I matched with a guy like a few weeks ago on a dating app and he had in his profile that he was by and I messaged him and, and I, I like joke I made a joke and I was like we have so much in common like me too and he was kind of like yeah it was it actually made me a little sad like he messaged me and he was like oh it's he's like that's so awesome like good stuff he was basically like you would not believe the amount of uh girls that unmatch me or um tell me they're not interested when they find out that I'm by which I think is why he put it on his profile so it's like yeah you don't you're kind of out of the get-go it's just like this is who I am and yeah, I, I find 50, like 50-50 actually very interesting. I, I think people have a very different, a very wide range of like array of reasons why they don't want to do that. And just from a few friends I've spoken to, like I have a friend who was um, really interested in a guy and then she found out that he was bi and she felt guilty She's like felt guilty that it was a turnoff to her. She's like, I don't know why. Like, I feel like that's really judgmental of me. But for some reason, like, I don't know if that sits well with me. And she knew I was by like pan, she like and mm -hmm. queer. So she kind of wanted to go to me to be like, how would that make you feel? I think there's multiple reasons for it. 
I think people that might have um, issues with like jealousy or in the past have been like treated poorly or cheated on or things like that. It's always been like that stigma where you like have to worry about them hanging out with other girls and like a straight relationship. So then all of a sudden it opens the ball game to everyone. But I think for me, it's like if you were worried about the girls in the first place, then there might have been some. There's something else you need to work through there, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. It's like if you don't trust them already as is, it shouldn't matter who the person is. It's just the fact that there's there's not trust there, which it would not have worked regardless. But I think there's also a different expectation. And I know we're specifically talking about men. I think when women are bi, you get two reactions from guys, either from yet again personal experience one one side of it like I told the the guy that I was seeing that I was by and he was like wow he was like oh that's like really hot so like you like kiss girls and this guy's like a lot older than me and acted like a literal like high schooler and I was like that felt yeah I was like I was like you are making this like sexual somehow and it's like there's not a threesome in your future my sir like right if you respected that, you'd understand, like, I could be just dating a woman just as much as I'm dating you. And then there's the other guy who actually sees it as, like, maybe a threat. And, the, you know, mm-hmm. and it goes back to what I said to you. It's like, if they if they don't have trust in you or they're worried about that in the first place and you're just getting to know each other, then they already have issues with trust and jealousy and whatever. Like, that's just something, like, a whole other thing to unpack. So I'm speaking to both like when a woman is bi versus a guy, a man is bi. But when yeah. I've spoken to friends who've dated men, I almost think there's like an assumed level of masculinity. Like when you, when a guy is straight to you and like, I don't know, this is just from what my friend told me. Like when a guy is straight, like you put him in like a box and some people kind of like more like feminine men or masculine men, like in between, like da da da. Like when a, when a guy tells you he's bi, I almost think it like makes him less masculine. And I don't feel that way at all. Like I don't, it doesn't change the way that I see the person, but I think for other people, it changes the way that they see that person. Cause they, it, I don't know. I, it's very interesting to me because I think there's a big range of options to why, but mm-hmm. I do think it's just because it kind of goes back to what I said earlier in the episode. Honestly, it's like when I was younger, I didn't even think I didn't let myself even think about the fact that I could have been queer. And it wasn't because I was like upset or ashamed to be queer or sad. It was just because I, I wasn't surrounded by it. I was very used to just like a hetero, hetero, like upbringing, you know? So then to all of a sudden right. be older and if like say in high school or something, I liked a guy and he told me he was bi, I would have been like, whoa, like that's just not something I've experienced before. And I think people have that reaction, like, holy shit, instead of like just letting it be. It's also like where we grew up, it would have just been like, unfortunately, like groundbreaking, earth shattering because it was so uncommon. And we did have, as much as I wish it weren't true, we did grow up in a very homophobic area because Mm -hmm. the people that were outwardly gay, by that I mean open, who like came out or who were like experimenting or were, you know, like not presenting the exact way you'd expect like a man or a woman to present, they were being put down and made fun of. And that's when I, that's where those like microaggressions came from, not even micro, but that's where those aggressions came from that I was like, oh, that must be bad. Like that's embarrassing or that's bad. And like, I knew it wasn't the case and I never judged. Like I had queer friends at a very young age. Like I knew a few queer people, but I didn't, 
know enough to like think I was if that makes any sense like I didn't have experiences enough to like date a have dated a girl like sophomore year like it just wasn't an option and then the people that were out you'd hear people putting them down or making jokes about them and it was like holy shit like that's fucked up what was your first experience with a girl like it was it was it's very it was very like um very like eye-opening and groundbreaking for lack of a better term not that dramatic actually no kidding like it was the end of the world no it was actually really great because I I went on I felt like it really validated what I thought I knew and like I had dated a few women when I was out in LA um and like there was like in in when, like before when I was in New York, there's people I spoke to here and there, but there was never something where like I could see like a relationship blossoming necessarily. So I always was just like I'd always revert back to like being straight, you know, it like felt like, yeah, this makes more sense. And then it was like there was a girl specifically I dated when I was out here and we had hung out a lot and I thought she was really cool. And emotionally we were compatible but the more I got to know her we were just very different it's just like similar to when you're dating anyone it was just like I really liked her a lot but then as time went on I was like I don't know like am I feeling this I don't know and we had um started being physical with each other after like the second or third about like the third date I think like just nothing crazy just like kissing and like being intimate with each other and I remember bringing her to a comedy show obviously, because I'm a funny girl. I brought her to a comedy show on one of the dates. And I remember she really was into being like, she was really into PDA. And she knew that I was very, very new to everything. And she just was very like mindful of the fact that that was something that was like, okay, new for nice. me. And I she was gonna say just she was so PDA. I'm glad that no, she was no, she wasn't. I mean, she was like, like I, you could tell her love language was physical touch. Like she definitely liked to like hold your hand and like, you know, like be like intimate and like kiss you on the cheek or on the lips when like you're walking around. But she knew that it was definitely like more new for me that she was very mindful of that. But I just remember feeling like that warm feeling in my stomach where I was just like excited to be around her and like excited to see more of her and like even kissing her. I felt like, like the only word I could describe is just like, I was so excited. I was just like, this is like, this feels right you know, like this feels so right to me. And like, we just would hang out a lot. And I actually remember like a couple looking at us, like an older straight couple was at the comedy show and they saw us holding hands and they were like, and I was surprised. Cause I'm like, we're in Los Angeles, like, and close to West Hollywood, which is one of like the gayest areas. And this like straight couple looked at us like, like with disgust. And I remember like we were holding hands and they were like, so like icked out and freaked out. And I remember just being like, fuck off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. so happy with this girl right now. So yeah, I would say I always had small moments where I was kind of like, uh, like, come on, Laura, you know, like I knew without saying it to anyone for a while, but I was like, I came out to a group of my friends out in LA, like, like within a year after being here. And around that time I had like dated this girl and we like dated for a few more like weeks, roughly. And like intimately, we were extremely compatible. Like physically, I was so attracted to her and I thought she was so amazing. And I was like really like so much more excited than I was like having been with like a very large handful of the guys I'd been with, which I was like, oh, well, that's how it's supposed to go. But as time went on, I just learned that we were very different. Like she's just, um, she's such a sweet girl. And I like, I have nothing but good things to say about her. But in terms of like romantic, like dating compatibility, I just learned that we were not on the same exact wavelength. And I think she was also very reserved and worried about the fact that I was not 
completely openly gay at that point like uh, just some of my friends knew but like not like the fact that my parents only found out two months ago this was what three years ago like I you know there I had a lot of work to do before I could have been really really confident with um coming out because in a perfect world I was hoping in a perfect world in theory I was hoping that the way I was going to come out to my parents was to be like hey this is blah blah my girlfriend and see how they'd react but my yeah. cars were not dealt this way. I'm single as a Pringle. And that's okay. So yeah, and I'm 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 thankful for it. I honestly like I I'm so happy to be single. Like it's it's something that I feel like a lot of people feel like shame in or feel like oh, I feel like I watch all these movies and see all these couples on TikTok and Instagram just being all cute and cuddly and their like anniversaries and kissing. And I love that for those people and I'm so happy for them. And of course I want to find a partner. Like I really am I think I'm ready for it and I've done a lot of work on myself and like identity and just evolving that I'm really ready. But that wasn't that almost now looking back was a cop out to come out, to try to come out to my parents, just being like, Oh, here's like so-and-so like they're my girlfriend versus being like, Hey, this is who I am. I don't have anyone specifically here to like explain that. But I, I know now that like, this is kind of like, I hope you can accept this aspect that there will be someone that comes into play that might not be the exact person you expected it to be you know what I mean so yeah what have you noticed has been like a difference in not dating just straight men like what is it like dating any other type of person versus straight men it's so funny that's such a funny question um I think that the biggest thing that I've picked up on with I think it goes back to like growing up and only knowing that and like knowing men. But I think that there's like a different level of vulnerability that I feel comfortable with and safe with. Like I feel like when I specifically go on date with women um, or if there's people that I've dated that are non-binary or like transitioning, things like that, I feel like there's just an extra level of openness because we weren't put on this earth as like, like I think everyone is born and like, 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 fed hetero hetero energy like do you know what I mean so like when you're dating someone at least from my personal experience where it's like another woman or you know someone that's just not a straight guy uh I feel like there's just more of like an emotional component like it doesn't feel as surface level in the experiences that I've had and I I feel like I can be a lot more open and comfortable and honest and I don't know if that's just my own experience like it's not that I didn't feel like I could be open and honest with men, but I think that there's just a little bit of a difference in terms of like keeping your cards close to your chest, like not giving too much away, like da 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 da. Like right. I don't like think of all those rules. Like when I went when I went through a really shitty breakup years ago, where like he ended up cheating on me consistently with multiple people, and like I thought I was gonna marry him, and all. And that's actually funny because he told me when we were dating for like a year that he was actually questioning and he had like been talking to other guys as well. So it was interesting. Cause I was like, you're queer and I'm queer. And like, we both kind of like bonded over that a little bit. We just never told anyone cause it didn't feel like it was anyone's business. But I realized after um, dating him that like when everything kind of fell the way that it did fall, like at first it was so difficult and hard, but I look back on it now and I'm just like, I'm so thankful for that, honestly, because I learned so much about myself and like, I'd imagine he probably learned a lot about himself, but it's like, it's just a different dynamic. You know, it's, it's not like one thing or the other. It's just, I think with guys, it just feels like it can be a little bit more 
easy, but that's because I've just been doing it for 20 plus years. Yeah. You got, you got practice. You got your reps in you're learning a new yeah. sport. I got yeah. too much reps in. And then sometimes I'm like, Oh my God. Like I literally, like I, when I went back on dating apps to men, like just a few weeks ago, I was just like, fuck it. Like I, I want to just really date and like put myself out there and date people like of all different like orientations and genders and things like that. And just like, for me, it's personality. So whoever I click with personality wise, and then I'm physically attracted to like, that's the person I'd really hope to date. I've been telling so many friends about this. I think I even talk about it on the podcast. I matched with a guy and he was trying to be cheeky and messaging me back and forth. And he's like your classic, like straight guy that just like has like gym photos and like tattoos and is like, like fucking like looks just like, just like, just like looks like he like Zoolanders in the mirror every morning. You know what I mean? But oh I was God, like, whatever, yeah. fuck it. Like I'm trying to match with people. Yeah. yeah. And he messages me and he's basically like, Oh my, fr- I talked to my friends. and like, I'm going to bring you to Denny's tomorrow. And I-, I took it clearly. It's a joke, like going to IHOP. And I was like, huh? Okay. Like, sure. Like, sounds good. He goes, yeah. Like pancakes and anal. Like it'll be perfect for the first date. And I was like, back to women. No, I'm kidding. No, but I was just like, this is just so like, I don't think it's fair for me to generalize all straight men because a lot, so many of my friends are straight men out here. Like I have friends that are all over, like, but I do think, I think going to Syracuse and like that fratty energy, like when there's guys that are like that specifically, it just feels like it's so much more easier to, it's like you just stroke their ego and that's really it. You know what I mean? But I know that that's not, it's definitely not the case across the board. Like there's much more emotional people. So it's kind of a hard question because for me, it's just person by person and case by case. It's just with dating women, um, I've been just feeling like we can relate on a lot of things because we've experienced a lot of the same things. You know what I mean? Like just in general. So yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I'm glad you're able to have these like positive and, and vulnerable experiences that are reassuring you of yeah this process that you went through and, and, where you've gotten to and it's crazy to think about like who you were who you were putting out there what your life was like this time last year versus this oh my time gosh. now yeah it's crazy and I feel like every single year or even months is like a stepping stone that I just get more yeah. comfortable more confident like more excited to date like I think when you're starting out when you when you're coming out or when you're really learning about yourself when you start dating early on when you're not dating who you're normally used to dating, it feels like every single date is just more of like a a building block to learn like what you do and don't like. And at first it took away the excitement or not even the excitement. I just felt like I, I, in general, I'm an overthinker. (coughs) Sorry. In general, I'm an overthinker, but I think I realized like, because I had been dating men my whole life, when I started dating people that were not men or like straight men, I realized like, oh, like, does this mean I like this? Or does this mean I like this? So like, like, I couldn't ever just like go with the flow. Because unfortunately, as Lorena, that is not who I am with dating stuff. I, I, I just think a lot about stuff. So to be able to go on the dates, and it like validate that I was feeling more confident about like my identity that I was knowing deep, deep down for years, I just never like come to the surface was just really like, exciting honestly like I'm so excited for like 2023 vibes like we'll see how it goes but I'm just like so happy to be meeting more people and dating more people and and just like not putting pressure on it I think the way I was like I used to by like trying to like identify and put myself in a box and things like that now I'm just like whatever whatever I am what I am and 
whatever I whatever yeah. and yeah, take exactly. it or leave it like if I date people exactly. and I tell them I'm bi and they're weird about it like thank you for showing me your true colors earlier on anyway because if you're judgmental about that or weird about that then I would have wasted so much more time you know on us just not being compatible exactly and that's the way the cookie crumbles you know thank you so much for being here and and I'm so glad that you ended up you know reaching back out and saying like let's do this like I'm really so proud of you and so excited for you I would ask you what the best piece of a dating advice you have is but I loved your advice last time and I posted it recently I think it was you know you could be the best yes or apple and all the land, but you're going to orange, but you're going to meet someone who doesn't like oranges. Um, yeah. You know, just be yourself. I love that. So instead I want to ask you if you, what, what the best piece of advice you can give to anyone who is trying to figure out who they are, explore their sexuality, questioning their sexuality. What do you wish younger you or closeted you? Knew? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a great question. Um, thank you for asking it. I, I think that if anyone is in a situation that I was in, or even if I was talking to myself a few years ago, the one thing like I would say is like, trust yourself, like trust your intuition and your gut and really try hard to not judge yourself and like put yourself in one box or another because no matter what's going to happen, like at the end of the day, you're with yourself. Like it's just you a hundred percent and you deserve to be happy. Even if some other people might not agree with exactly those things that are making you happy are. And I think like, just talk to people. Like you'd be surprised how many people, even if they're not going through the same thing as you, if those people care about you and love you and trust you and you've had in your life for a very long time, like there's so many more people out there that are willing and open and want to help and talk about things and help you on your like identif- like identification journey. Like it sounds so fucking weird, but there's going to be so many people out there that want to really help you just like help yourself. And if you like, if you can't accept yourself, it's just nothing else is going to work. You know, like you have to be able to look in the mirror and be really feeling proud about where you're at. Because as someone who wasn't for like over 15 years, I finally realized like it's a breath of fresh air now. So I would say to just like be kind to yourself, meet a lot of people. I would say like go on all the dates, like go to all the events and just don't close yourself off because you think you should like if you if you're questioning something or you're curious about something what's the harm in trying it you know what I mean like it's like that quote like you regret all the things you don't do you'd never regret the things you do and from experience I look back and I'm like I learned this when I dated this person I learned this when I met this friend you know so I just say I think it was like three pieces of advice in one but it's I would definitely tell my younger self to just like talk to more people about it trust yourself and really just like do say like try to be like a yes man you know like just say yes to everything and like you'll you'll be shocked where you end up in a year you know so yeah I love all of that (laughs) so much and again I'm just I'm so proud of you and happy for you and, and grateful that you came on where can everybody find you so yes of course my lovely plug so if you guys want to listen to the podcast it's on pretty much all platforms it's called funny girl podcast you guys it's so good she's so funny like Alana texted me, <laughs> Alana texted me and I was honored that funny girl podcast made one of your top yeah. like listens. Uh, for so 2020. Funny girl was in my top five, but I couldn't publicly post my top five for two reasons. One seeing other people was also in my top five, which is just like embarrassing. <laughs> and more importantly, it's number true. two, 
my top like one podcast was Betch's Brides and I'm not a bride. So <laughs> oh my God, I did not I didn't have the balls to put that out there. Like, I respect it so hard. How did I not even compute that? You're like, because if your boyfriend saw that, he'd be like, hey, babe, what, what have you been listening to for the past year? Right. But like, yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm an expert, not bride right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm far from it. If I had that in my listens, everyone would be like, is everything okay? Who's listen- Who took your phone? Yeah, but, yeah right. Um, yeah, no, if, if you guys, on, it's on on Instagram and on Spotify, on like iTunes, all that fun all stuff. It's just Funny Girl Podcast. It's really a relatively generic name. Um, I did it because everyone's like, you're actually kind of funny for a girl. And I'm like, no, I'm just funny in general. You're just, so yeah. you don't got to tell me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But thank awesome. you. Well, thank you again so much. And to everyone who listened, please send this to a friend who would benefit from hearing it. Share it on your story. It, that way it will literally reach somebody who needs to hear it, who's been looking for some advice and guidance like this. Um, yeah, and if say? anyone if anyone has questions like I don't like if anyone wants to talk about this like I'm very open like if you come into the funny girl podcast DM like and you want to reach out about like questioning or feeling like you're struggling with this or like an identity question things like that like I am more than open so if if you want to do a little chit chat I got you I will be your mentor like I had people help me out so I'm here I love that she's your girl and she'll be funny while doing it <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. I love you all. And I will see you guys next time.